0: What's going on? Welcome into Practical Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Ted. And today on the pod, it's just Cody and I. Cody uh, recently just got back from a trip out to California where he attended something called the Hold the Standard Summit. And this is uh, this was a really cool uh, adventure for Cody to, to head out there. He talks about that. He talks about some of his takeaways. And uh, I think it's pretty cool of him to share, um, share a lot of the thoughts and things that he kind of was able to absorb and learn in this uh, two-day summit out in California, and we're not really going to talk much more about it here in this intro or even offer up our warm-up waves because I feel like this episode is is kind of all, I don't know, a little deep in, in a way, but I don't know. I admire Cody, and I think he does a great job of trying to you know, relay as much information back to us that he took away from this summit, but without... It being a lecture, and it, without it, uh, really drawing away from from what the, the summit really was. So let's uh, let's just get right into it. And uh, here is our conversation uh, with Cody on the Hold the Standard Summit. All right, and welcome in. Uh, this is Ted, and I got Coach Cody here. We're just talking. Uh, we're actually talking about Cody went to. California just this past weekend. We're recording this a little early because uh um separate story. I'm doing rag so uh I'll be gone all that week of ragbri. So we're just trying to get a Wi Fi at-
1: signal in a cornfield.
0: It is at times, yeah. And uh and I'm gonna be probably very, very sunburnt and tired for most of the week. So I don't know how that makes for podcasting. But um in much cooler news, Cody was just in California and he had a he went out there for what's called the Hold the Standard uh summit. This is something that Cody and I are well aware of and I was really really pumped for Cody to to head out there but but Cody uh let's just have you start and take it take it away man. Tell us just first about your first have you ever been to California before? No, I
1: I haven't, you know, and you know, I I guess like even just this month I've been to the kind of the west more than I ever have. You know, we went to um Seattle and we're at Mount Rainier and then we traveled up to uh, Glacier National Park. So, I've been traveling, but I'd never been to California specifically, like almost directly west, west a little bit south. So it was kind of a new place for me, a new experience. Um, yeah, and it was it was interesting. You know, flew right into LAX and was plopped right down into you know Venice Beach, like basically right on the boardwalk. So it was definitely experience. Venice
0: uh, Beach, California. You've been there, like, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of like I don't think I could ever see myself living there but i really enjoyed I it I, I felt like i was on a i felt like i was in a different country a little bit like i i've been to Euro, i've been lucky enough to go to europe a few times and it feels a little like culturally like shocking like europe like i felt that way. for sure
1: yeah like i felt for, that like it's like a
0: combination of europe and mexico almost and i just i don't know if that makes any
1: sense whatsoever but just I can very see that. different it's kind of the a place walk. you have to go i think to get uh you know it's funny like i went to this summit and Like I got there like late Friday night because it's a weekend thing. It's a Saturday, Sunday thing. So I got there late Friday night in terms of just flying in and just kind of how the schedule worked out. And I kind of missed like the, there was kind of a, I don't know, a preamble, a little meetup, casual meetup that I couldn't make. So, you know, I I got there and basically went right to the hotel and, you know, got up in the morning. I decided to walk. I was pretty close to the venue and I walked there and kind of took everything in and about a 25 minute walk and. I walk in. I was kind of talking to people at this summit, and most of them were from California, as like mm-hmm. the events in California. So that's just yeah. kind of the, the way it is. And some of them were maybe from an hour north, an hour south, or somewhere like uh, lived a few miles away. And they all said like, "Oh wow, this is your first experience of California. This is like <laughs> this like I don't know five block radius that you're in right now is like unique, and it's even weird to us." Like they even oh, yeah. said that, like this place is weird to us, and I live like five miles away. That's crazy. So that was kind of interesting so did thing you because stay I. In-
0: in venice beach
1: um was- yes yeah, so basically like uh yeah. i stayed right next to marina del rey yeah uh, and south. it's a pretty nice spot yeah just a yeah. little well it'd be a little north so our spot was just slightly north like okay half a mile north of marina del rey okay i could be and then easier. like i mean it's like all basically the same area right so you're walking mm-hmm. from one to the next um yeah and it's it was really cool it's like yeah, like culture shock just from me being from Iowa and not having really traveled to a big city at all, you know? Um, and even though I sm- saw a small part of LA, um, uh, it, uh, it was, uh, educational and I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. Again, like I don't think I'd want to live there. Uh, but yeah, yeah it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. What was, what was your situation? Where Why were you in? So we were just
0: there two summers ago. We're yeah. Probably just, we went there in July just two yep. Just two years ago. And, um, this was just like a vacation that Amy and I had kind of planned for a while and we finally did it. So we, we only had the one kid at the time. Holiday would have been a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Year and a half. Oh, um, and we actually flew into, um, San Francisco. We spent three nights, I believe in San Francisco. We don't, I'd also never been to California. I think Amy had kind of been there just like short-term visiting as yeah. like a young kid But um, I'd never been to California either. We flew into San Francisco. We were there for three nights. We stayed in a hotel. And San Francisco is cool. You know, like we stayed... um, I can't even remember now what it's called. I'm feeling dumb. But we stayed uh, right by the harbor. And uh, I like San Francisco. San Francisco is cool in a way where uh, you can be... um, You know, you can... San Francisco just has it all. Like there's Little Italy. There's Chinatown. There's like this old district downtown and then and then you're on the harbor too and and it's just really scenic like golden gate bridge is beautiful the little bay is is beautiful and we mm-hmm. uh we we loved it we went to we crossed the bay we went over to uh oh there's a big park right across golden gate bridge i can't remember what it is it's right by uh, sausalito had tacos and it was awesome and then we kind of just drove that uh, scenic highway 1 down. Yeah, like We took the scenic route and we literally drove along the ocean and just stopped at cities along the way. And, um, I believe we stopped and we drove through Santa Cruz. We stopped in, you know, Monterey, Carmel by the sea. Uh, one of my favorites, favorite points was, um, a uh, Big Sur national, mm-hmm. national mm-hmm. forest, national park, whatever it's called. And, and, uh, yeah, we ended up we also made that trek through Venice. We we were there for a day. We didn't stop, but we we left early from our where we were staying there before the night before, and we did the boardwalk. Um, we went out to eat there. We didn't. I think maybe grabbed coffee, and then we headed back. And then I think we stayed just south of there, again. And uh, we stayed. What did where did you say you stayed?
1: Uh, Marina Del Rey. I think you. I think we talked about this. And you stay somewhere over there.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't Marina Del Rey. I think it. There's a there's another Del Rey if that sounds interesting enough. Um what's it called? Um just south of there. So that's that's why I was confused. I'm looking at oh, Playa Del Rey. We stayed just okay. in Playa Del Rey, which is just yeah, so it kind of goes right. from north north to south. Um Marina Del Rey, Venice and then Playa Del Rey is where we stayed and then we spent one more night and then we spent the last two or three nights I believe in uh, San Diego and we did like Mm -hmm. the San Diego zoo and San Diego is really cool too. Um, And this was before, before the pandemic. So we were out, you know, walking around, went to the zoo and it was like our last kind of like awesome, awesome trip. And we'd love to go again. I actually really enjoyed it. We talked about our next trip. We would maybe go, Flying to San Francisco and then go north. Like you said you were kind of north of there, right? And then do Redwood yeah. National Forest and kind of work our way up, maybe yeah. as far as Mount Rainier. We don't know. But uh yeah, it's it's really cool out there and and so for those that might not know, um the the summit that uh Cody attend is, is hosted by a guy named Logan Gelbrick and he owns a gym in Venice. So that's the yeah that's the connection, right?
1: Yeah, and he's um I don't know, he's kind of one of my online like mentors like I I don't I don't know if like idolizes the right word it's like a little Mm -hmm. too of a strong word but you know I definitely look up to him as um both a coach but also as an entrepreneur um you know he owns you know several kind of deuce branded gyms in the area I think three or four Mm -hmm. and then he obviously has a, a strong online presence he does a lot of coaches development business development stuff he um has some stake in some other businesses so he like owns a uh uh what do you what would you call it um a marketing agency, I suppose called the agency standard. And then he also I think has some stake in some like footwear apparel strike movement. If you're familiar, Ted, I think you are I think you have some yeah. other jam yeah, uh, yeah, as well. So he's he has a lot and he's a, a successful entrepreneur, but and he would even identify that he's also failed as well. And I definitely appreciate that and, and who he is and how he presents himself and the information that he puts out and how he tries to challenge people to uh, elicit growth. For sure and i think you can uh what's his instagram handle functional coach so at functional coach you can find him where his gym is called deuce gym as yeah. well cool guy he has yes. a book called going right i think that's a great book that i've read and i think everyone should read that
0: yeah yeah so cody and i both we took his online uh coaches prep yep coaches prep 101 and, yep and then uh i actually administered it to when i was running for collins crossfit to all of our coaches because i thought it would be a great opportunity for all of us and and like you said cody it's just it's all about growth and and i know it's kind of to some people they might be like a little eye rollish when they hear just some of this like you know you don't want to call it
1: self-help but it's kind of but it's just i think it's um, the thing that you have to acknowledge though right mm -hmm. um you can't and we we talked about this a lot over the weekend you can't it doesn't just happen on its own especially at a certain level we can talk about that later but yeah go ahead
0: yeah, no, I th- I think you're right on it's kind of exactly what I was going to say and <clears throat> one of his first uh first kind of coaching prep videos is and he talked about what I really enjoyed about it is it's just it's it's really really big on leadership and it's not necessarily like it it uses coaching and coaching fitness as the context but there's an underlying right. like you know like let's just be better people, be better humans and and that includes like one of his big things and maybe I hate to step on your toes because you're probably going to talk about some of this is seeking out disconfirming information, right? Absolutely. That, I was that, just thinking that, that. Yeah. That was the the big first video that we watched as a, as a, as a coaching staff. And he and talked about, um, you know, it's hard for us to understand what our faults might be unless we actively seek out disconfirming information. Yeah. Right. So if you Active. believe, if you believe something and, and for me, I enjoyed it because I, I you know, as a head coach, I was a business owner and I kind of probably and admittedly get stuck in my ways at times where I was like, Hey, I'm the owner, this is how we run it, this is how we coach this right. movement, this is how we do it. And and it, it opened my eyes in a way to like, hey, there's a there's a number of different ways to do things. Sure. And uh and on yeah, the other so. side
1: of the coin though, too, is like as the person owning the business, like you are, you know, required, uh, especially if you want to run a successful business, to hold a standard, right? And you have to help, encourage, um, pressure, whatever the verbage you want to use to get your team to hold that standard, the standard that you set. And assuming it's the correct standard, I mean, obviously you can have a fault in setting maybe poor standards, right. As a leader. Um, but that's the other side of it too is, yeah, we want to be adapted. We want to, uh, push growth, but what are we growing towards, which is again, that set standard. And that can be, you know, um, a movement standard right you know if we're thinking in the context of uh, exercise right in terms of a squat what's the standard of a squat are you there yet no no one is no one's ever going to completely hit the standard but the point is always to push towards the standard to chase the standard to hold the standard yeah
0: yeah so so we took that kind of online and then cody you you branched out on top of that correct what did well, what did that look like
1: well, so here's what I did. So I, I kind of did that with you and your team. You know, yeah. I always felt that I was a part of the Fort Collins Grassfit coaching <laughs> staff um, in Iowa. From afar, yeah. You know, I mean, I coached it, there for yeah. a week while you were out of yeah. town. That's right. <laughs> I opened That's the right.
0: gym. But um, it was, uh, on yeah, payroll. Even Cody and I have been bouncing ideas off of each other for a lot of, lot of years now, yeah. right? And so this was just something that, yeah, I included you or, you know, you included me and whatever, whatever. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so how did I, this? Uh,
1: well, I took it again, right? Yeah, you took so it for a second. I took it again because the first time I did it, I, I I went through all of it. I watched all the lectures. It's nine months long. You know, you have a lecture a week, and then you have some type of uh, assignment or task, something that maybe is challenging, especially as you get into the leader stuff. Like that was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Self reflective, and I, I did all that, but I didn't mm. do it. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like I yeah. didn't write things down. I didn't. Um, and, you know, in your Facebook group, I didn't post those on the Facebook group, as was maybe encouraged. So I ended up doing it, again. I had the opportunity to do it again. And by myself, I didn't do it with like anybody else, like I did the first time with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I did everything like legitimate. Every week, I was on a schedule, you know, uh, my, my lecture opened on teacher, Thursday. Yeah. And yep, I would either start it on Thursday, finish it on Thursday, or finish it on Friday. I'd always start it on Thursday, though. I get it done before the next one. Right. And some of them were longer. So I had to take a few days to do things, but I always did it. And I did all the nine months uh, without fail. And that eventually ended up leading me to communicating with him more. And, you know, long story short, I decided to do this hold the standard summit, which, you know, it's outside of my comfort zone traveling to a place I've never been. I'm I'm very much like an introvert, a homebody, a hermit, if you will. Give me the four (laughs) walls that I'm used to, which isn't good in terms of long term development. So I understood that. So, right when basically the registration opened for this, I think in April, I was like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Signed up. I was probably like one of the first couple of people to sign up um, for it and booked a ticket, you know, a couple mo- couple weeks later and followed through. Absolutely. Um, and it was great. And I think it's, I wanted to talk about this, A, for kind of my own sake, you know. Uh, Helping me digest. So talking about it helps me digest the information yeah. and be able to use it more effectively. So this is a this podcast is a bit of a, a selfish endeavor, maybe in some ways. But I thought it might be useful to talk about it in a space where people could listen. You and I could talk about it, and maybe someone can get something out of it, right? Well, yeah, for sure. And uh, how many people were at the at the summit? How many attendees were there? You know, that's such an interesting thing. So, and that kind of I'll segue and then segue back, right? Yeah. So this is definitely—it's not a coaching, and I had to explain this to my clients and stuff. Mm. You know, this isn't a coaching thing. It's not a fitness thing. Um, I didn't learn how to program better. I didn't uh, learn how to give cues to any movements or run a gym uh, specifically. Uh, it was def- its a personal development, um, organizational development summit, right? Conference, whatever verb, yeah. whatever—not verb, but whatever, whatever you want to put on that as an identifier. Um, and kind of with that, there was. I think 40 to 50 people there. Right. Cool. And I would say a quarter or less were coaches or gym based. That's great. That was my next Um, question. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't very many. It was very diverse. It was pretty crazy actually. So um, the guy I sat next to, he was uh, from my understanding and can keep in mind, like this is me regurgitating or reflecting off of them and out into this space. So I apologize if I don't get anything right or something is off, but um, he was a photographer. Um, he did advertisements, and it sounds like, and even just following him on Instagram now, uh, some high-level like jewelry stuff in the area. Oh, cool. Um, he's not. He lives like an hour away, or hour and a half away from where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool, right, guy? Talked to him. Uh, he was lived in New York, kind of lived the surf life in New York. wasn't his vibe. Moved to LA area, and then that's kind of been where. he he's been at for like, I think maybe 20 years now, but, um, he was, uh, someone that I kind of initially talked to sat next to, um, to give you more diversity. There was a high level chef there. That was interesting. Um, there was like an accountant, there were Kairos and PTs. There were obviously gym owners and coaches of varying, um, experiences and, and modalities. There was, oh, let's see, there was this, uh, she was a dentist until recently. This is interesting. She sat behind me. She was a dentist, and then a couple months ago, she decided she wasn't vibing it anymore. She had been doing, like, CrossFit or, and fitness and things and started to get into, I think, massage therapy and mm-hmm. did all that schooling, and then that was kind of her primary thing, and then just decided to start coaching a couple months ago at a CrossFit gym, and she decided to move from the LA area up to Idaho her and her husband both like kind of just wow. quit their jobs or whatever. And they both moved to this gym to coach, um, at a CrossFit gym. I thought that was really cool and really interesting. And she only been wow. doing it for a couple of months. So she's fresh. She was really fresh and she was older Weird. than me. Like it was, it was, which I thought was brave of her, like to change yeah. careers as yeah. well. Um, what else, especially oh, without the be... foundation of you know that. In oh, the yeah. background, I mean, yeah, as like she's, I don't obviously know she's a dentist a, or a dental hygienist, but yeah,
0: obviously a smart person if you're gonna go, like you said, through dentist school or dental, whatever you know, obviously yeah. an intelligent thing. I do, uh, I do think it's interesting. Um, and you know, I hate to reiterate it because you have said this before, but. You know, like, so this guy who's running the course, his, his background, he also was a professional baseball player for a short time, just to give it a little bit more context. Like his life, his life was kind of laid out and and been kind of on the fitness trail, but as yeah, performance, whatever. But as you and I both know, like to run a super, super highly successful gym, like it doesn't really happen by accident. Like you have to be
1: a pretty damn like driven and oh, yeah. intelligent individual. It's one of the hardest hey. things to, especially for being a successful. Like you can get by, right? Yeah, you can so get by. Exactly. Creek, as an example, I use myself as an mm-hmm. example. Willow Creek got by. Mm-hmm. We weren't. Yeah, and I would. Lo- yeah. As I would a business, it. successful because we didn't really pay ourselves, so that would be a mark of not not success, right? To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Right. We just worked, we could pay the bills, right, and pay a coach or two, mm-hmm. you know. But I, before I, I get to of time, just because I think there's some really cool people there that I want to highlight. Go yeah, continue, sorry. So, and we did these breakout groups, so we, I kind of got to know some of them a little more personally, um, and then even during lunch as well. So, I mean, there was a, a woman there. She worked at a mental health organization, and she did a lot of their promotional stuff. So that was another one. And then I thought another unique one was there is this woman there. She was in one of my small groups. She owns, I think she's the only person in her business currently. She's a, a business of one. Uh, a whiskey, like, like a business like a tasting business. She makes her own Mm -hmm. whiskey. I thought that was really interesting and cool Cool. as well. Right? And Again, like their focus isn't I think and she was like she was fit, right? So she had that definitely maybe that's where she came across this originally. But um, her business was very unrelated to mine. I think the most unique thing and you know, it's funny, right before I even talk about this, there's one of the exercises that we did, we shared kind of our organization our business with the person next to us. And we drew this picture and like, can you articulate what your business is and what they do and what your mission is in a picture or even just some verbiage right as well without actually just writing it out and then reciting it. So we did that. And we shared with the person next to us. And we did all that. And he called someone and it was someone he was familiar with. So he didn't put anybody like on the spotlight or on blast that couldn't handle it. And he's like, Hey, can you articulate to the group, what your partner's like business is? And kind of the whole idea in this exercise was that no one can articulate this as well as you. Yeah. So keep that in mind, like as I'm talking about other people or even the summit in general, like I'm not doing it a service Mm. um, by explaining what it is on my own, right? So again, I encourage everybody to check it out. But um, with that being said, uh, he does a, so Logan, the um, owner of Deuce Gym and the person running this, he is doing something new where he's taking recently incarcerated people, and injecting them into his community at the gym, and giving them opportunities to grow, right and learn. And there was a handful of those individuals there. And the one that I spoke to the most, he's in my group, he, you know, got out of jail or prison, I should say, in October. So he's mm-hmm. fresh out. And he didn't have any, like, he didn't have a job. He didn't have anything specific going on, but he was working on things. And I thought it was so powerful. He was working on, like, this T-shirt business. he's working on a documentary about long-term incarceration and the the effects that it can have on an individual. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so powerful. And just kind of how he talked about, like, kind of assimilating back into the world because he had been in prison for 16 to 20 years. Jeez, wow. And it was a high-level prison. Like, it was, I think, a level four. Yeah. And he was my favorite person there he's the nicest guy <laughs> yeah yeah you know and everyone was super nice yeah right but he was like the nicest guy and i appreciated him so much and um i thought that was really powerful as well again that just to kind cool. of highlight the diversity at this event right it's not just for one person it's for everybody because everyone can learn from this and the things mm-hmm. that he's talking about and the things that he's challenging us to do
0: yeah that's really cool it's really interesting that is definitely some diversity um, I mean, when you first tell me that I'm like, man, I can't even imagine, you know, going away to prison for oh yeah, six months, you know, <laughs> let alone, you know, decades and, and how the world has changed just in my lifetime. I'm 34 yeah. years old, you know, he's saying
1: 36, so yeah.
0: he's two years older than you. Right. Crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, tell us more about, um, kind of maybe just a little nuts and bolts. Like you said, you're not trying to articulate and you're not trying yeah, to- I'm not give trying the, to like teach give, the information. Give, yeah, give this, for lack of a better term, seminar or lecture. No, absolutely not. But like, not. What, um, what were just, you know, what are some of the takeaways that you want to brag about in a way? Like, what are some of the biggest things that you walked away like with and um, and that you're looking forward to implementing?
1: Well, I think I'm going to leave some of it kind of close to my chest because it's business related. Yeah, you related, should. Yeah, you know? you should. Um, so there was a lot of that, especially on the second day, like some more actionable stuff. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of like the podcast and what everybody can probably take away um, is just kind of the idea of self-reflection. And again, we talked about this earlier that um, that very much seeking of disconfirming information from what we mm-hmm. already know, getting outside of our bubble, mm-hmm. whether that's like how I did it, and travel right to California and be around, you know, people i had never met before. I'm like the only person from Iowa. There's very po- few people outside of that particular area. Um, so even just that, or just obviously like our belief system and things like that, always trying to kind of break the systems to grow and expand and kind of the thing he kicked off with was outside of that, right? This growth mindset. And we talked about that was a kind of a common thread, just always in that growth mindset. Mm. But one of the things that I think people can maybe latch onto is this idea of, uh, technical information and adaptive, Right. And to describe what technical is, technical is basically anything that you can look up on Google. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Like subject matter experts, books, um, things like that. Like these are just, it's just matters. It's just matters of information, right? You have a question, you just need information to solve it. And we're in a very like technical age, right? You can literally like Google something. Like, and I think Mm -hmm. before you Googled the the Marina, Playa del, whatever that was. Yeah, Yeah. Right. You just Googled it but before you like like, I'd have to get a map out and you know what I mean? And and it'd still be technical information, but it'd be harder to find. Now, on the other hand, which is something this is on the other hand is adaptive. Right. So and and that's what we want to try to be as leaders. We don't want to be technical leaders. Technical aspects matter. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to know the technical things. So even me as a coach, I need to know technical information. Right. For my clients to succeed. But You also need to be adaptive, and that's something that's harder to grasp. It's harder to grow, and it's harder to expand upon, right? And kind of the big example of adaptive problems would be uh, global warming, right? There's no clear way to solve for global warming, right, as an example. You know, and, you know, as a coach, what does adaptive leadership look like? You know, adaptive coaching, right, maybe at a lesser extent. You know, you have a client. My elbow hurts. Okay, what do we do? We need to be adaptive on it. There's certainly some technical things that apply to that, but again, you're able to move, adapt, and meet a client's needs. Now, leadership as a, an evolution of that is a little more complex and nuanced, but same ideas, same principles will apply. So, you know, whoever's listening to this, think about technical information, but also adaptive information, how to solve for those problems as well, right?
0: Um, Yeah, you take the technical information and you just, you know, you're learning how to apply it to, you know, individuals to scenarios to whatever it might be. Yeah,
1: and it's, I think a lot of times we try to solve adaptive problems with technical information, right, or technical solutions, right? Absolutely. And then you have this diminishing return, Mm -hmm. right? So that was one thing that we kind of started off the weekend with, and I thought that was really important um, in terms of starting to maybe look at growth and where my kind of the holes in my game are for lack mm-hmm. of a better word does that make sense no it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense and without getting on
0: a you know a tangent too much um in in our coaches meeting coaches staff meetings we always talked about like you know where our weaknesses lie and again you know we're going to use fitness scenarios cuz this is a fitness based podcast but sure. I, I i do understand and and you've you've said before that this isn't a fitness you know, clinic summit, whatever. But we would talk about where our weaknesses lie, you know, is mm-hmm. it from a technical standpoint? And we didn't use this verbiage cause this is kind of new to me, right? You and I are just talking about it right now, but we would talk about like, is it the function or is it the tech slash technical? Like I struggle to teach people how to do, um, kipping pull-ups. I struggle to teach somebody how to do a deadlift. Right. Or is it, or w- what was the other scenario? The application, right?
1: Uh, you know. So you're the, talking adaptive versus adaptive. technical. Yeah, yeah.
0: adaptive. Um, or is it the adaptive? Right. Somebody can can do it, and they're maybe meeting it within like a certain letter of the law, but you need to you need to reach them and connect to them to get them to you know maybe just see a different perspective. Right. It's not even. I don't even want to go as far as say do it better, but just can we connect with this person to just see.
1: How, a higher level result.
0: Yes. Yeah, see if if trying a certain different scenario can reach, like you said, a higher level of
1: result. Yeah. It's, so it's, it goes down to adaptive change. And I, This might be a good say. Wait, I might kind of expose myself a little bit. So we did an exercise about adaptive change. Do you mind mm-hmm. if I kind of take us through Let's it? Let's do it. Yeah. No. This is so. Super this is an exercise that I did. I'll I'll use actually my my goal, my improvement goal. So we identified a an improvement goal that we have. So. This will make more sense as I go through it. So here's my improvement goal. And excuse me if there's like any, you know, I have to re- I'm reading this and I wrote it quickly and I have poor handwriting, just as a <laughs> side note. Um, but my improvement goal is I need to put myself out in the world more, expose myself to new growth opportunities, people, places, experiences. And that was something that was I was really thinking about as, again, I was sitting in that chair, you know, halfway across the country, you know, not knowing anybody. Because again, this was at the beginning of the weekend and I was still kind of in the culture shock. Yeah. Um, headspace so that was my improvement goal so we then identified what are are we doing and what are we not doing right as it relates to not reaching that improvement goal Mm. right which is exposing myself basically to new growth new growth opportunities so right now as an example i stay within my my boundaries right and if we look at maybe my business specifically i don't reach outside of my community Right, I stay within my community. Mm -hmm. Um, I typically don't wait to move, move being like action, like an action word in terms of um, uh, starting a new task or whatever the case may be until I'm sure of success. Like I have to be like, okay, I know this is gonna work. I'm pretty sure it's gonna work. Like I feel pretty confident in it. But I don't take that many risks as it relates to um, that area. And then I also wrote down. So I rely a, a high amount on people around me for support before I can take action. Right? I don't have that self-confidence to maybe take action myself. So an example like you would be an example of this. I'm like, hey, Ted, here's an idea. What do you think about that? And if I don't like, have your like, yeah, let's, like, that's a good idea, I am pretty hesitant, right? Or even yeah. with my significant other, Julia. Um, and even going to California is an example of this, I was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable traveling by myself, uh, going to this new place, you know, even booking the tickets for the airplane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, would you come with me and you can hang out? Right, go to Joshua Tree and things like that. And she said, Yeah. So, again, there's an example of me using that as a crutch to do something. Right. Yeah. So, those are the things that I'm doing and not doing that are perpetuating uh, my resistance to change. Right. Yeah,
0: that's good. And then, if I'm just going to interject and just, yeah. you know, kind of pick your brain on it. So, I, I you yeah, know, the right. when you say the word crutch, that kind of has a no- negative connotation. But at the sure. same time, like, like, um, I don't think you need to look at it and maybe you aren't, you know, as a negative manner, you're a pretty positive dude. So I don't think you are like beating yourself up a whole world about this. Also, maybe, maybe you will get to this and I'm going to step on your toes again too. But like, was it discussed or do you feel sometimes that, um, you know, again, you, the way you kind of brought these up, it, it doesn't come off as like, these are things that I don't necessarily love about myself. But it comes no, up this is in, in, partly who I am, right? Yeah, exactly. It comes up in a way where you're just acknowledging, and that's kind of exactly the point I was going to make. You're just acknowledging it, right? And and the thing that I wanted to say when I said I didn't want to step on your toes, and maybe you're going to talk about this, is do you feel like because of these scenarios, you you have different strengths than under other divinju- individuals? Like sure, like I am. So let's say, for example, you're hesitant to, you know, move again towards a task. Until you are fairly certain that it will be successful. Now I would say, you know, maybe Cody, you are successful mm-hmm. because of that, right? And and so you know, you know. Whereas you you might see it as a bit of a fault at times, you know. At other times, you know, maybe a lot of the su- success
1: that you've had in your life is because of this thought, you know. And that could be right, and but you know, it's always contextual. It's always situational. And Mm -hmm. I was gonna talk about this in a little bit in terms of like personal developmental stages is you're always this, but what else, right? How do I grow from this? And even if you grow beyond this, you're still this thing, right? So if I can work on this particular uh, barricade, right? Potentially, right? Yeah. Um, I can still be this, but I can also be something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can still ask Ted for, support and encouragement and ideas and things like that and, and, and build that confidence to do that, but I don't need it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Does that make sense?
0: No, I think it's good. And I think, again, not to get off on too much of a tangent, you'll have to bring me back here if, if I'm yeah, getting well, too distracted. But I'll get you. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to, like, human connection and relationships or whatever, right? And so, for mm-hmm. example, I met my wife. We, like, started talking. We started hanging out. And you really don't, like, become a thing until the two of you are both really confident that you are a thing, right? Like, and and that's kind of like what you're saying is, um, for
1: good reason, we should say as well. Yeah.
0: For good reason. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, one of those things. I know. Yeah. No, it's one of those things. Like I joked about it, um, just this past weekend, one of my good buddies came out and visited and, and I was like, man, can you You Greg, you're listening
1: to this. I know you didn't come to see me and, uh, I noted that.
0: (laughs) No, uh, yeah. So, uh, so for example, his, his <laughs> younger sister and and I are about the same age and she, she had a boyfriend. And so Greg came out to meet meet her boyfriend. And, uh, I was like, man, and we talked about this before Greg and I, I was like, can you imagine dating like now and like how awful that, and how difficult that would be in your mid thirties and, sure, yeah. and whatever. And, um, you kind of just, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to fall into it with my wife now. And, but, uh, then, so I've just gone off on a complete t- tangent, absolutely. But the the the, the point I was going to make is like now we have two kids, and it's one of those things. Like I wasn't certain at all that I could be a good dad, right? Until until they're like here, here's a kid, and you're like, right? You're like well, I'm just gonna have to make the most out of it and learn as I go and figure it out as I go. Whereas, Gross. yeah, exactly. Whereas a lot of times, like. whether we're trying to establish what we want our career to be, you know, for the rest of our life or, or who we want to spend the rest of our life with, like there's some different like scenarios that kind of present themselves where you can, you can kind of test the water a little bit. Right. And you Mm -hmm. can, you can wait till you're certain of success before you ask somebody out or before you propose to your wife or before you apply for a job. But when you're handed a kid, it's the kind of other end of the spectrum where it's like, Hey, like, this new thing that is very, very important to me, I have zero experience in, but I'm going to try the best to make it work. So change right. it,
1: complete, end it, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it all makes sense. And, and I'll, I'll get us back, you know, to the exercise. But, you know, it's always about pushing ourselves forward. And that's kind of the pr- purpose of this. So uh, to come back on a hard segue here, um, we identify what we we're doing and not doing um, that isn't pushing us towards this improvement goal, or this adaptive change. So the next step was to create a worry box, right? And the statement is, I worry that dot, 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 right? If I do this thing, right, this change. So for example, I worry that I'll be rejected, right? If I expose myself to new growth opportunities, people, spaces, et cetera, right? Um, I worry about the unknown. I worry about being a failure. I worry about uh, not being good enough. Um, I, I worry about being exposed as a fraud. Um, I worry that I'll be disliked. Um, I worry that I'll leave my current community behind or alienate them as well, right? So that's just kind of like the list of worries that I just wrote down, right? Yeah. When I thought about this. And then we look at hidden, comp- hidden competing commitments, right? So another th- you know barrier of change, right? So a hidden competing commitment that I have to not put myself out there more to stay within my current community is that I'm committed to putting energy into my current circle or community you know, to improve its growth and the satisfaction of the people that I'm around, whether that's a client, a friend, or a significant other, right? I'm committed to utilizing my current skills to create positivity, right? I'm committed to focusing on one individual at a time is another example. So these are all positives, right? As they should yeah. be, they sound yeah. positive, but they're hidden, com- again, emphasize on hidden, competing commitments to that improvement goal that I have, right? And then we look at assumptions, right? What assumptions am I making about this improvement goal? So an example that I have, um, if, and this is an if-then statement, if I reach out past my current community, then I will lose the community that I worked so hard to build, right? Yep. That's an assumption that I have. Whether that's true or not, I don't know.
0: But in that's back just what I, exactly. yeah, it's in back yep. my mind,
1: right? Um, so that's there's some more to it in terms of like what I wrote down, but that's Mm -hmm. kind of the gist of it. So then you can start to build this um, new perspective, maybe of, of you as an individual, Mm -hmm. right, and how to elicit this change. And one example that he used to give you more information and context was um, his improvement goal was to develop more personal and this is his specific goal. So again, third party here explaining yeah. someone else's thing, right? Repeating. No, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, and I didn't write this down, it was off the top of my head. Um, but his his improvement goal was to uh, create boundaries, right? And to develop higher level relationships, individual relationships, Yeah, right? Um, and kind of the crux of things, I won't go through the whole exercise with his, because again, it's not fair to him. But um, the whole crux of it was that he was very busy, had trouble saying no. Right. If someone asked him, hey, do you have a minute? He'd always say yes, even though he didn't have a minute. Right. And as a basically a senior entrepreneur, you know, having multiple businesses, a very successful gym, you know, he has full time employees that make six figures, uh, things like that. Like he's always on the go doing podcasts, things like that. So his assumption was that if he said no, that people would perceive him as being an asshole, as an example. So then he went through that same framework. Um, and again, he just tried to break it right? Seek disconfirming information. His assumptions were that if he so it's an if then, if he said no, right, to maybe an employee that needed his time, right? You know, like, hey, do you have a minute, as he's walking into the gym real quick, and he's super busy, doesn't have the minute, he would simply say yes. Um, So if he said no, then that employee would then see him as an maybe an asshole or a jerk. That's something that he that was really hard for him to digest, right, as an individual. Um, so that's an example. And, and kind of this is all getting towards personal evolution, right? And I'm not going to go through them all, but there's basically five stages of personal evolution like, as an individual, right? And stage three, we'll start with stage three, because stage one and two are basically just developmental, right? I think adolescent, things like that, um, with that everybody goes through, more or less. So stage three is kind of where everyone stops or most people stop which is socialized and this can be kind of deemed as the fan or the follower. Right. Um, It's very much like driven by social norms and constructs, which is good. Right. We know that, um, what's an example. We all agree in the community that um, we shouldn't steal from each other. Right. That'd be socialized. Yeah. An example of, right. We all agree. Um, And it's very, I don't know, I guess, label-based as an example. So the example I have is um, a conservative Catholic CrossFitter that's in a car club. So that person identifies as those things, and that's what their socialization is, Mm -hmm. right? So the evolution of that, and and about, I don't know, 55, 58% of the population are within that, okay? Now, stage four of personal evolution would be self-authoring. Right, And then the kind of the label or the picture you can have is like the guru or a thought leader, right? Um, someone that creates, right? Uh, distance from socialized, uh, let's see, allegiances to take a, I don't know, unique personal frame. So unique is kind of the word, right? It's the teacher that creates or comes up with new ideas, right, and then- Creative uh, people, artists, Yeah, they, they self-direct, right? Would maybe yeah. it'd be a good word for that. And, and they take on maybe their own personal code, Mm-hmm. Um, and about I don't know, 30, 35% of the population probably achieves this, right? As an example. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, and you can think of maybe identify your favorite, this is kind of more we talk more fitness stuff. So maybe like your favorite uh high level coach, mm. right? Uh so if we think about uh for me, I think about like catalyst athletics, right? Yeah. Uh Greg and Amy Everett. Uh, Maybe as examples of this, but again, it's, I'm, I'm just, that's my perceptive perception. No, I think this, yeah, that's good. And then stage five, which is about 1% of the population is self-transforming. And this one's a little harder to conceptualize. I struggle with this. um, So bear with me, but if we kind of uh, envision this, it's kind of like the balcony view, right? You can see, so here's, here's, here you go. You are at a party, right? And they're out having fun. You can, you're on the balcony. Hence the balcony view. You can see the whole part. You can see um, the people dancing. You can see the DJ doing his thing. And these are all separate things, right? But you can see it all, mm. okay? And this is the person, or if we identify them as a leader, uh, this is a leader that leads to learn, right? Uh, it's it's kind of meta, meta like a meta leader, uh, but they continually yeah. seek to, uh, yeah. disconfirming information about their designs, so specifically their designs. Um without being actually limited by the lens of design. And I know that's kind of a brain buster. That is though, uh, but I think- but That's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's the person who- uh, That's why no one ever gets to this particular level. You can literally see yeah. um, your perspective. Well, so you and I are having a conversation, right? And I can understand your perspective, right? That'd be like self, uh, self-authorizing, self mm-hmm. right? As well as my perspective. I can understand both, which is great. Um, yeah. But the self-transforming can see- it's like a third person watching us. So I like, I come out of my body and I watch us have Mm -hmm. like an argument. Right. And I can see both perspectives, my perspective, but also without any emotional bias as well.
0: It's interesting. So is this, is this person in a stage five, are they, can they do that in the moment or is that something that they realize later on? Or is that up for interpretation? I
1: I think that's probably, I think they can, I mean, it's up for interpretation. I don't, I'm not there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Well, it's so interesting, right? Like, you know, if- but
1: I, they can do it in the moment, right? Mm. I think that's the whole idea. Yeah, right? and the, so- But the thing is, is, like, you can't stay on the balcony. So I think mm. one of the biggest things, right? We're not going to take too much time to try to understand this as I'm trying to understand it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But the biggest yeah. thing is, and you know, we all got these Russian dolls as part of our participation in this summit. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I've seen these. So this is like the Russian doll concept and I mentioned this earlier, you're always that thing and then the pre- previous iteration. Right? So if you reach stage 5 you're self-transforming but you're also self-authorizing, you're also socialized, right? You don't leave one behind to become another. So even though you're can do the balcony view idea, yeah. you can still, you know, be a thought leader and guru, mm-hmm. right? And you can still follow socialized norms and things like that and be yeah. a fan, right? So it's again that that plus what it was or previous iteration
0: yeah and and correct me if i'm wrong these are all can you you can be a leader in each stage correct sure sure yeah, right? a leader I mean, would can...
1: though trend to be self authorizing authoring yeah. so stage four mm-hmm. so i don't so i think for... it'd be hard to be a leader in stage three you could yeah. be right and it could be different hats like you, you may not be in stage four for everything
0: Leader by right. name, maybe, uh, you or know, yeah, maybe stage that too. Three, you know, but
1: I'm even saying like, uh, I could be a leader, I could be stage four in a gym, or yeah. in the fitness world, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm I'm a stage three in I don't know what am I bad at? Said cars, I don't whatever sports. <laughs> or I'm not even a, I'm a stage two in sports. Yeah, well, <laughs> and know? so for
0: example, yeah, that's exactly it. Like I was trying to think of something, I don't know, and this is just again maybe like a personality trait of yours i think you're you cody are either i don't even know what stage one or stage two i don't know if we really talked about those we but to, well, we don't have to <laughs> no, it's fine. yeah you know uh cody's personality traits are he wants to be you know stage four and beyond or he's not really interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that's you know like maybe true. i don't know and that could but then that would just big. make
1: me stage three by default right or you know, I, well, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You're not, or a even, you're not even a
0: you're not even yeah. a fan or a follower of <laughs> sports or cars or, I no, don't know. But I, but
1: but here's the situation. How about this then? Like, um, Ted's like, hey, let's play a, a pickup game of basketball, and like, you don't have a choice. You you have to do it. I'm like, mm. Okay. Like, I'm not a I'm not a thought leader in this situation. I'm like I'm following <laughs> for sure. You know, or I'm a yeah. fan on the side watching. Yeah. Like uh, I'll I'll participate as a cheerer. Yeah. You know, um, maybe that's maybe a better way to conceptualize it
0: no that is interesting and i i would even say i'm kind of like so let's say um let's say let's say sports and uh cars again both those scenarios yeah. like i'm i'm probably stage three if we were to talk about both those because for the most part you know any any opinions or you know things that i have about cars yes. are either you know some of them might be from my own opinion but a lot of it like i've only driven so many vehicles in my life right you know it's going to be me um just basically taking other people's word you know when they're talking about like oh this sport utility vehicle is very highly rated and you know fully loaded whatever it might be right you're just kind of and then stage four i think most people would kind of say that's probably where most entrepreneurs might live right yeah Like, like we said again like artists or musicians free thinkers people with like really real concepts that they're trying to Develop and then uh, that's that stage five that you said, just to kind of wrap that thought up is uh, Mm -hmm. is somebody that's like looking to have somebody dispute them in a way where like it'll make them better, not in a way just so they can argue with somebody and tell them that they're wrong, but like they're what what would you say they're like they're leading to learn, I think is the verbiage, yeah, leading to learn, you know. And so, so stage five, less than one percent of the population, like that's the individual who is. Who is saying, "Hey, this is how I do X. How I do something? Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts? (laughs) Like, tell me, tell me, you know, where I might be going wrong? Yeah, and I might, I might dispute you, but I'm more than likely will say that's very interesting. This is why I've done it. I've never thought of it in that manner. Perhaps Mm -hmm. this might help me. It
1: might hurt me. Mm -hmm. Something for me to think about, right? Right. And I'll say too, like. those at stage five are self-transforming, they probably wouldn't identify themselves at stage For five. For sure, exactly. They'd always, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So that's always kind of the trick too. Yeah. Um, and, and these people, and we'll, I want to kind of move on a little bit into something that segues slightly, but still relevant. Um, these people very much can hold or have the ability to hold uh, opposing truths simultaneously, right, and maybe even in, inhabit uh, multiple frames of reference or perception. Yeah. Right. I think that's, and again, it's like a little maybe heady. And I don't know if I can explain it any better than I already have. Um, but yeah, I think, again, look into this stuff. I think it's really interesting. One thing, too, especially as we kind of circle back to disconfirming information, because again, it's all about this growth mindset. Um, you're either growing or you're not, mm. is again, the disconfirming information. And there's basically five ways that we can uh, seek disconfirming information, uh, five perceptual ways. So, the first is just having self-awareness, right? So we think about like meditation, right? Is this, so I, I sit and I'm just self-aware. That's basically what meditation is in a nutshell. Mm. It's simplified, but that's what it is, right? And we don't actually even get that that often. Like you and I are, are not self-aware right now because we're engaged with each other. Yeah. And there's very little time in a day, if any, um, where you're self-aware in a way that is growth-oriented, right? Yeah. The next one is, and there's five of these, the next one is um, having the perception of others' awareness. Again, something that's maybe a little next level, but perceiving others in their awareness. Um, The next, which kind of goes back to that balcony view, is the observer. So observing others, right, in an unemotional or attached way, right? You can find some disconfirming information there. Um, The next would be group, right? And then before we even talk about that, and I know we're kind of running out of time, we might have to push on, but the next, and again, look all this stuff up, it's all good stuff and you'll get better explanations than maybe I'm giving it. Um, and then the next is like highest, uh, version of humanity, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it could be like God, or maybe even like, uh, just came from California. So like maybe like love, like the highest expression of love would be another example of that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, any questions or thoughts on that? I want to move on. There's a couple other things I think will be useful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's all. I think that's very interesting. Um, I like what you said about self awareness there, right? And mm-hmm. the goal, like I always have this goal of being very self aware, right? Like yeah. aware of like the things that I say and how I say them and how I approach right. people and all that. But it is you can't be fully self aware at all times either, because then you're probably not a very good communicator. You're probably not very invested in in what you're doing. You're probably yeah. whatever. And so I think those are the, those are almost the two, um, the two. Um, truths that are at you know odds against each other at times right like you know yeah. you want to be present you want to be active you want to be able to be invested in this conversation right now that we're having but yet this is a podcast so i don't want to sound like an idiot and i don't want to say something <laughs> yeah, right. stupid and yeah mis- that's all you like know, in the back you know of our heads too, right? <laughs> yeah so go ahead where, where, where are we going next cody
1: well i wanted to go next and it, it all kind of it, it melts together right so kind of the next thing you know we talked about Uh, Performance, peak performance a little bit ago. And before we even get into that, I think, again, this was a leadership event more than anything, self development, entrepreneurial, but leadership. And one of my favorite things that he talked about, and he asked the question, what is leadership? And his definition of leadership is just basically to be accountable to the result, which, if we use that definition, everyone is a leader, right? Everyone in an organization is a leader, as an example, Mm. right? Everyone on a sports team, if they are accountable to the result, they're a leader. And that puts a lot of control or a sense of control for everybody. And if everybody has that mindset, we're more likely to have success. But understand this, if we look at even just peak performance, we have to understand what we can control as a leader and what we can't control as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. So basically what you can control is uh, effort, attitude, which basically equates to the process. Yeah okay the things outside of your control are basically everything else right yeah, the li- exactly. list the goes results. on and on yeah. and on mm-hmm. and which ultimately is the result right mm-hmm. right So you don't ever have direct control of the result, but basically just the process to the result mm-hmm. okay because there's so many things outside of your control. I think that's a really powerful thing, right It's something that you can grasp onto to help you manage your stress, manage your life and understand hey where can I put my effort in where can I put um, all this energy that I have into this. I'm not going to worry about what the weather is. You know, if I see weightlifting summit coming up. I can't worry about the weather, if it's going to mm-hmm. rain or not. I don't have any control over that. Yeah. Right. I can plan for if the weather is poor, right. Yeah. what I would do in that context, but I can't change or, you know, um, make the weather what I want it to be. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. And this is, you'll get a kick out of this, I think, Ted. So one of our um, exercises, and we do this kind of as a group more or less. But basically, what's the exercise was understanding peak performance and identifying something that we can use as a, an example of this. And the example we used, we were in California, in LA. So the exercise was, how do I get a date with Cardi B by Friday? <laughs> so identifying what's within my control. okay. And this is supposed to be kind of a fun, maybe kind of silly, uh, but driving yeah. home a point, right? Um, right. How do I get a date? Well, I can check to see if she's in town, right? Maybe get on her Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, basically cyber stock. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and we all kind of like laughed and like, you know, this seems yeah. uh, a little aggressive We're like, well, Hey, we got a task, you mm-hmm. know, what do we got to do? Um, you know, and, uh, someone else said, you know, keep calling her, you know, or keep honest. asking. Yeah. 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 Like, volume, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like starting to identify that, like, right, send the direct message. Um, find up pl- like out what food she likes, right? So when you take her there, she is not like spaghetti. That's gross. <laughs> no, this is over, right? Maybe she <laughs> loves spaghetti. Who knows? Or maybe she does, who knows? Yeah. Like you can find that out. That's something that you're in control, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Or at least you can make the attempt, like the effort mm-hmm. to yeah. do so. And obviously it's a control kind of, the of process. Silly, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Uh, You can find out if she already has, like, a boyfriend or significant other, right? It might be kind of a shock if you're like, hey, like, you you get her on the phone, you do all this work, right? You know, you contact her agent, you somehow get her phone number. Like, hey, Cardi, it's me, (laughs) Ted. (laughs) You want to go out to the... uh, No, I have a man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So those are things that are outside of your control. So she already has a boyfriend, her schedule, she's out of town. Um, You know, she whatever like that you get the point right yeah yeah so it's That's always funny. about putting the effort in um and understanding that but yeah it's kind That's of funny fun,
0: that is a doing... funny little exercise right the process right again it just yeah. is all about you know the process and i would say too um you know for me uh that that is kind of uh there's a lot of my love for for sport in general right like yeah. no matter no matter what it is is because the the you know, a lot of times, and I think we talked about this actually on the podcast when Julia was with us, right? And she was Mm -hmm. a high school track athlete and she still has maybe, you know, some aspirations to, you know, compete one day in an Olympic weightlifting meet or whatever that might be. Yeah. And I enjoy, and I think she said that she kind of agreed is, is, uh, you know, I enjoy the process and being tested on the process, right? Like, sure. And at times, like, even when I was younger in school, when I definitely applied myself, like, I enjoyed being tested, especially if you were ready for the test, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was one thing if you weren't ready for the test. And I think, like, sport and all that other stuff is, is the same, you know, quote again, process. You know, like, you've prepared for this, you know, let's let's see how well you've prepared against other people who, who also are trying to, you know, apply their own process to it. Yeah, and,
1: and this kind of is a nice... Shift into a quote. And he attributed this to his, himself as like, because someone asked, like, well, Who's the quote from? He's like, Me. And oh, yeah. He kind of said it as a joke, but I, and everyone laughed. But I don't know if it was true or yeah. not. So yeah. we'll give it to him. But um, he's like, Write this down. Because I think this is a really good quote, especially once you understand it. We will not accept in victory that which we would not accept in defeat. Hmm. And actually, I think that quote came from his uh, college baseball team. Yeah. Um, I think he played for USC or U- UCLA. I can't remember, but I know those yeah. are two like very rival schools. So yeah, I think I'm he sorry, played for San, Diego, University for San Diego. San Diego. Sorry. Yeah. Just kidding. Thanks Ted. Um, but this idea that you can win without always having the best effort or attitude. Yeah. Right. Some people are just successful even though they did a shitty job of being except yeah. they're getting there. You know what I mean? It's going yeah. to be a fluke. Right. And that's not a great way to grow. Mm-hmm. It's right? got a shelf so life. Has a shelf life, right? You don't want things to just happen and be a fluke. Mm-hmm. And it was an accident. There's not like much we won. Reward we won the championship yeah. by accident, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like that's not very empowering. It's not. I don't know. It just doesn't spark joy, at least in me. Right. In a way that's like, Oh, great. Like I put all this, you know, I, I tripped and I, I got a gold medal. Great. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, There's not much reward in that. Whereas, you know, right. You, you work for something, you strive for something, you, you're, you're clearly the, the, the best, you know, right. You're clearly the best in whatever scenario, again, like business relationship, sport, whatever it is. Right. Right. It's, it's like, um, it's like your Cardi B scenario. Like all of a sudden every single male on the face of the planet dies. And you're like, sup, Cardi B?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's an easy way to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, super important. You know, again, it's just like changing kind of your frame of mind, understanding these things and how do I get from, you know, and this, again, going back to what we started with is what's the standard and how do I get closer to meeting that standard, Right. And if you ever get there, you, I mean, the actually the idea is that you never get there, but you, so you're always pushing forward. You're never stopping. Mm. You never stop. You never stop growing. Right? As a result, does that make sense? So, like, I yeah. want my business the best that it can be. I have a standard for it. Am I there yet? No, but I can keep going. I can keep trying, right? And I keep improving in that context. Right. Well, that's it's great. Yeah. Continually
0: making those choices. That's great. I think, do you have anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap up here,
1: Cody? Oh man. Um, yeah, I'll give you a book recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. So book, the great book I read a couple years ago, Carol Dweck, uh, is the author growth mindset. And she talks a lot about some of this stuff. Um, she basically identified two types of mindsets. One's the growth mindset, which we've referred to a lot. Um, and that's basically the understanding that intelligence can be, uh, developed, um, thinking things can be learned, right? And these people tend to embrace changes, uh, persist in the face of setbacks, uh, see effort as -hmm. the path of mastery or to mastery, um, learn from criticism, so on and so forth. And then there, on the other hand, is fixed mindset or people that believe intelligence is static, right? And they tend to avoid challenges, give up easy, um, see effort as fruitless, um, ignore negative feedback, um, and feel threatened by maybe success of others. So, Check that out. I think it's a really powerful book. It's not too long of a read. Um, if you're a reader, you can kind of work through it pretty pretty dang well. Yeah, that is a uh, so good yeah, book. I recommend right. that for sure. That is a
0: good book. I read that too. I, well, when I say I read it, I listened to it. I listen to books. I uh, don't really yeah. read books, but I, I think I've told you that before. Uh, yeah. No, I think it, I think that growth mindset stuff is definitely something. And, and again, it's, I you know, I think it is eye rollable when you talk about some of these like quote unquote self-help books. But at the same time, it's, it's more like, I look at it more as like psychology or mental health. Like, and like you said, when you're describing the book, like it's not static, like intelligence isn't static. Like for you to, you know, the first step towards a growth mindset will be stop rolling your eyes at something like this and pick it up and read it. Because I think if you're, if you're living in that, uh, your resistance
1: to read the book because of, you know, growth mindset. Like that's yeah. literally like identifying what you as is a fixed exactly. mindset person.
0: That, mm-hmm, for sure. But that's great. I think um I think I highly tactic, rec- by the way. Yeah, there you go. I think I'd highly recommend that book to anybody. And Cody, I'm I'm excited for you, man. I hope uh I hope you really enjoyed your weekend. Yeah, yeah um, it was great. And, and before we wrap up, we just need to say congrats to Cody and, and Julia who oh, recently thanks. got engaged. Wow. I don't know if we talked about it on the show yet, but I don't think maybe so. we'll maybe we'll have you tell that story which I'm sure you're excited
1: for on a, on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep how can I how awkward can I be? Yeah, my story. <laughs>
0: awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening.